עם מש. Welcome back to another edition of the Parrot Podcast. This week I'm joined by Birdie. Hey, how's it going? And Ham. Yep. And um, our last week's host, Forty, will not be available tonight. He has a big family dinner on. Um, and as you'll have heard at the top of the show, uh, the saviour of the podcast is back. <laughs> <laughs> I think Forty's just jumped off the bandwagon. I'm surprised I'm here, to be honest. I only follow winners. Well, they do have a very nice stadium that they might be playing out of next week, so we might have to jump back on that bandwagon at least for, for round six. Well, afterwards. Afterwards. I don't know yet. All right. Well, let's have a look at how things played out. We'll do our regular reviews, then jump into the previews. There's a little bit of news uh, touching on Clint Gutherson, um, his player agent, Sam Ayub, who should be uh, launched into the sun, um, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the, the Tigers acting CEO's pathetic attempts um, to, to say it's our stadium too, like, come on. Um, but in any event, we'll get to that, but start with the previews. Pleasing result in the Tasha Gales. Eels 48-4, to victors over the Raiders. Absolute flogging. Uh, Futialo, Alexander with a double. Sorry, Futialo also had a double. Um, Coombson with a double, Patty with a double, and Breeze eh, eh, with a single try. So although we didn't get a double in first grade, we had one, two, three, in four, sorry, four, four <laughs> total in the Tasha Girls. Um, so that they do come up against the Steelers, who uh, gave them a bit of a touch-up in earlier in the season this week. But to make it to the second round of the finals um, is a fantastic result for the women this year, um, given their results last year. So we'll be cheering them on this weekend. Um, so that means the um, Steelers lost. That's that's right. Game. So um, well, they did. Oh, so they're beatable. Or hold on, I'll just double check that because I think the system is is that it's. Uh, no, they lost thirty-two to thirty to the St George Dragons. Ah, there you are. Oh, there we are. That's a bit of rivalry, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Um, but in any event, we get to uh, have a, a second game against the uh, Steelers, and we'll see. Um, th- there's a bit of back and forth as to whether um, you're better off losing to a team earlier in the year, and then come finals time, you've got that bit of extra uh, to prove yourself, um, or whether the Steelers can sort of have in the back of the minds, oh, we, we, we smashed them earlier in the year, we can we can get it going again. But we'll, we'll, we'll see how it pans out. Um, then into a less than pleasing score. Uh, Manly, 36 to the Eels, 6 
in the SG ball, uh, noting that we're out in the Harold Matthews. Um, so the Eels, as we touched on, top four, so they get a second bite of the cherry. Um, but there's a lot of former Eels in the try-scoring list there for, for Manly. <laughs> He's there. <laughs> um, so Tito with a double, uh, Turner, Burt with a double, and Schuster with a double. And it's Tito was a former Eel as well, wasn't he, alongside Schuster? Yeah, he played um, wing last year for the Harold Matthews. Yep. And then for the Eels, uh, their one try coming to Betham. Uh, is it Betham Missa or is it Junior Betham Missa? Or is Junior Betham his um, middle name? No, it goes Jonte Junior and then Betham Missa. Okay, too easy there. So it's the double, d- double barrel double. Okay. Yeah, and the double, 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 double. <laughs> the double, double. So, um, <laughs> So they'll get to uh, have a game against the Dogs coming up this weekend, which we'll touch on. Uh, but from memory, the Dogs uh, gave them a bit of a touch-up a couple of weeks ago. So uh, they're in for a tough night at the office on that next occasion. Uh, then into the Shield, uh, ours coming up 46-20 to 20 victors over the Saints. Uh, Ron Massey Cup, the Eels coming away victors 20-6. to 6. Uh, tro- the Eels. Oh, sorry, the Wenty Magpies. But I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm thinking of um, the, the reserve grade, the is it Can- Canterbury Cup, which will be the Eels next year. Getting a bit ahead yes. of myself. Uh, but try score is in that match. Four tries all up. Uh, Navale, Rawalui, uh, Eli Roberts and Bergaman. Is, Robert, is Eli Roberts any relation to um, the old? No idea. No idea. And if he's scoring a try, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben Roberts used to be able to, um, but we'll just have oh, to say. That's true. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, and Bo Henry won on the boot. It doesn't look like he took too many conversions because Rich Smith took the last, well, yeah, the last one. So don't know what was going on there. And then into the flag, another disappointing result. Raiders 30 to 12. Um, yeah, they've got some strange names there. Tomoku with a double and Sublu um, with a double. It looks like the Raiders are really bought in on on um, getting some uh, Island, uh, Pacific Islander players. Um, more more um, power to them. Uh, but Bruce Ward and Hayes Dunster scoring tries for the Eels. Um, disappointing result, but we've touched on the, the difficulties for our flag. Uh, given a lot of those uh, flag-eligible players are playing up. And they'll also be bolstered once the SG ball um, finalises, whether that's this weekend or they can go on to a prelim or a grand final. We'll just have to wait and see. Then, Canterbury Cup reserve grade. Uh, a disappointing result given how well we started in that match and we're really in control of the game. Um, but going down 32-16, to 16, ultimately... Um, Try scorers Greg Lalesiwau, Gulagong, Oregon Kafusi, and Brad Keegren. Uh, no, sorry, Brad Keegren didn't score a, go- uh, a try. He he was kicking a goal, and Reese Davies kicked a goal as well. Uh, but it was three tries to two at one point, and then in the last 20 minutes, uh, the Raiders ran in four tries, or, or Mounties rather, uh, ran in four tries. So uh, a little bit disappointing there for Wenty. Um, but did you get to. Yeah, I yep. saw the. Um I saw the hot night no, and get to go down there. It was it's too late the first yeah, year. Yeah, that's game. right. Six o'clock. It's a shit slot. But uh, oh, especially in Canberra, and you have to drive home at eight o'clock. No, thank you. Um, I saw the highlights though, 
And yeah, it was just a seven-minute period where they just sort of scored a try, got the ball for kickoff, scored again, got the ball for kickoff, scored again. So it was only that short, um, that short period that they sort of won. So yeah, it's disappointing, especially given um, the talent in the Wenny, in the Wenny team and Bevert five-eighth. Uh, so hopefully they bounce back. All right, and then on to first grade again. Another disappointing result. It wasn't. It wasn't the um, great weekend of football for the Parramatta Eels and their feeder teams. It definitely wasn't thirty-three nil, like a <laughs> or thirty-two nil, which our friends over at the no, Green Machine <laughs> podcast reminded me of. <laughs> um, all, all, all in a uh, bit of good faith banter, uh, but in any event, Eels going down nineteen to nil. Um, Trice Papali. Whitehead and Whiten. And let's just quickly run through the stats. Uh, and I think it'll come apparent why <laughs> we didn't get on the scoreboard. Uh, the Raiders having 57% possession and the Eels only completing at 56%, uh, which is diabolical. 19 from 34 cents. Uh, sets, rather. Um, so Raiders outgained us by about 500 metres because we dropped the ball on first and second tackle, it seemed like, every single set. <laughs> Post- yeah, even when we're trying to get back into it. Post-contact metres, 375 to 494 to the Raiders. Tackle breaks is the big one. 52 tackle breaks to the Raiders to our 29. And then kick return metres, once Ferguson went down, that went from uh, big plays we'd have recently to 198 metres to the Raiders to 87 to us. And then the average play the ball speed was pretty slow, four seconds. Um, so uh, it says four seconds apiece, but um, I, I, I think we should get out the. No I think we should get out the stopwatch out on that one. <laughs> There's no way that um, it was four seconds apiece. We we had to get up off them, otherwise it was a penalty from the octopus, or um, yeah, we were just they were allowed to lay all over us in the ruck with nothing. And then. On to kick metres, 589 to the Raiders, to us 288. Again, apparent because we couldn't complete our sets. Um, and then beyond that, uh, an extra 84 tackles. And disappointingly, 52 missed tackles. But it's strange that you see that sort of thing. And, and you'd say our goal line defence was pretty good, but we'll get into that in a sec. Um, six to five penalties, the Raiders losing out on that one. But we had 18 errors all up to the Raiders' 12. Um, so let's let's start off um, with you, Bertie. What, what did you? What was your main takeaways? Um, just the bit, it's so crucial. Um, you can lose a football game within the first twenty minutes, and you know that might be stupid, but like you look at the uh, Dan Alvaro goes through a offload from Papali, knocks it on, so they get a new set, and they just keep building and building. So like in the beginning, cheap errors. Doesn't cost okay. Doesn't cost you the game, but if you keep adding it up and adding it up and adding it up, it's just like then everything starts like uh, it's like a snowball effect, you know. And you know we're doing more tackles, which means we're getting lazy. And you know we go back to like our default like pro, sort of default like attitude. Like it's not our mentality this year. Like in our wins, we've been perfect, defending well. You know, and our discipline's been great. But when you when you're tired, you go back to default. So like we're from, we, like you know look at Gower came on, he drops the ball like it was like a loose like it's just. The first twenty minutes—that's where they're going to be switched on. You can win, you can win or lose the game through that, and you know people can argue with that. But just look what happened—we did nothing. 
all he did was defend first 20 minutes and then we're gassed, you know, so, yeah. And, like, you look at, okay, with the Bulldogs, we did something, something similar where first 10 minutes we're defending, but we hit back for try. So if we scored that allegedly forward pass, it's a momentum momentum changer. So, yeah, just we've got to stop making it easy for these teams, you know. Like, they did nothing, Raiders, to be honest. They scored two fluky tries, but and you they have- did absolutely nothing. Um, my main takeaway is, you know, people talking up our defence as something fantastic, but the Raiders didn't throw much at us, I don't think. Like, their, their tries were sort of... The Papali try come from... Um, I can't remember who shot out of the line. Someone shot out of the line expecting a pass, and then he sort of took it himself as one-on-one defender. You're not going to stop... Papali's a one-on-one I think, defender. I think that was Murata, unfortunately, in that occasion, who, who yeah. has been rather good. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he shot up out of the line. Yeah. So, you know, that was sort of a nothing. And then the second try come from a, a kick that rebounded off Jennings' foot. Yep. I think it was. And then I can't remember yep. the third try. That was the, the chip over <laughs> um, Moses' head. I just which was and took on the full. That's right. Yes, yeah, just so, you know, they, yeah. I don't think they had much in attack. Good on them for complete, well, completing better than we did and sustaining pressure a lot better than we did. But I'm not sure if our defence was tested enough for it to be called great defence. I think the goal line defence, especially comparing it to last year, where you know there's multiple three, four, five sets in a row, and you thought after we defended that initial period, you'd, you'd take away that that gained some confidence and go down the other end of the field. Uh, but unfortunately, they just kept dropping the ball. But I do take your point. I thought Josh Hodgson sort of uh, overplayed his hand and just tried a lot too much one-out crash balls right next to the line. Um, yeah, absolutely. That was, yeah, on, especially on third and fourth tackle. Like I've, I've seen it a lot this year, actually, across nearly every game, was that um, there's been on fourth and, you know, last tackle, they've been playing near the ruck. And every single time, it's been defended. So I don't know what teams are thinking if it's been a tactic that they've thought, oh, you know, this will be something we'll be able to do, get a crash ball close to the ruck and dive over the top of them or go through them. But it hasn't worked. So, you know, we're five rounds in. It'll be interesting to see when we're ten rounds in, see if that crash ball is still being used. If you look at, like, round one, James Tamo scored a crash ball. Okay, well, one man short. But it was a front row, just runs right through, right through the line. Round two, Bulldogs, Dylan Napa, you know. And then we had uh, what's his name? What's his so uh, Takeawa for Roosters, similar, you know. And then you have Papali. So it is a tactic, I think teams are using against us. But you know, four four tries from props essentially that we've set, we've had scored against us, and usually props don't score, you know. So like, it's a bit worrying, but. I just wiped this off game. You know, nothing went well for us, so don't look too much into this uh, Yeah, I, th- I think defense, you can certainly you know? take out that out of it. It's, it's one to forget at the end of the day, um, but learning the lessons of holding on to the friggin' ball, there'll be some super glue on the hands this week, um, which was really, really frustrating. And, like, you can't blame that performance on the halves or the outside backs or anything like that. It was just silly offloads at silly times. And... and what really frustrated me is I thought we played with patience um, in the last couple of weeks, even against the Roosters, uh, playing with a lot of patience, getting down there, controlling the game well. 
Um, but I thought it was sort of taken out of Moses' Moses hands to control this game because they just kept forcing silly, risky offloads or dropping the ball um, early in the set, which didn't give us a chance to, to get down the other end and sort of build that pressure up and, and to have repeated sets on, on the Raiders' goal line. Because I think there was, there was room around not just the ruck, but also I thought um, that left-edge defence of Raiders looked a bit shaky um, on the one or two occasions we actually did get down there. Uh, but I think the other thing to take out of it as well is that even in attack, we do have some difficulties with Salmon playing into Nathan, uh, sorry, uh, Dylan Brown's uh, left-edge role, um, playing that 5-8th position. He's, while Salmon tries hard and he's played a, a lot of junior football in the halves, I think it's becoming pretty clear that his long-term future is centre. And then when you take us trying to attack on our right edge, I think that would have been the preferred edge to attack. But of course, Ferguson um, having his nose broken and, might I add, Whiten uh, being an assaulting piece of shit. Um, oh, can, I just, can I just interject mm, there? Go. Hope he gets a lot, your dog. Get back on protection, you mart. Hey, next time I face you, fucking dog. Oops, sorry. Yeah, I tell you what, um, for a bloke that should be in prison for assault, um, <laughs> that that's and and how far off are the commentary team on that? That's not gamesmanship. Like I understand oh. running traffic at somebody who's got like an injured um, shoulder or something like that, but there's a difference between um, exploiting a opposition weakness and then sticking your fingers into somebody's broken nose. Mm. Um, I think that's contrary well, conduct um, in my eyes. Was was that the perv breath and acid that said that? <laughs> yeah, pervert, allegedly pervert. Sorry, I don't want to get sued, but you know he got he got he got hit by far longer one day and complained about that. That's gamesmanship, then obviously get stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. So in oh, in so, any event, yeah. I I thought that was quite frustrating, but. I, I have to say the Raiders, they were really up for it. And perhaps we were a little bit flat after coming up against two quality teams. Um, I know the Sharks were without some um, uh, some of their attacking players, but, you know, we've, we've got a pretty terrible record against them and they play pretty tough through the middle. So over the last two weeks, mm. Roosters then back to Sharks and then we had to travel down to the Raiders. They were really up for it, especially in the forwards. And I thought that's where they really won the game. And of course, us just making too and the defensive line, and, and, and us just making too many, too many errors in defence. Uh, sorry, in attack. Yeah. Um, but I think it is, yeah. and, I, and I've heard it um, at least um, some other commentators talking about uh, being pretty, pretty happy with that goal line defence. Even though at the end of the day, you've got three tries scored against you, as Birdie said, and and, for, and, and Ham touched on. Uh, one was off a kick, and one was off a ricochet. Um, so really, they only really cracked our defensive line once, um, and for having sixty percent of the ball, and um, and I, I'd I'd like to see the um, percentage stats as to time in each um, other's halves, because I think Raiders would probably be looking at seventy percent of time in our half, um, if if we did get that stat. So. Um, so in the first half, they said they had like twenty two or twenty eight. Uh, might be random, like uh, tackles inside the top tw- in our twenty meter line, and we only had fifteen tackles in their half. So that's a big, you know, that's a big uh, stat. Like we hardly had any territory. It was like six seventy thirty. They said so. You know, if I was Raiders, I'd be like a bit worried that they didn't put at least forty on us with that amount of possession because you're not going to get that possession 
every year, oh, every, not every every game. So yeah, that's why. Yeah, no, no, yeah, they didn't really throw much at us. Um, as as for our attack and everything, I think we had to throw a lot of those offloads because we weren't generating any ruck speed because the Raiders' defensive line was very very quick. You know, I don't know if they were offside or what because I never saw the long shot used by Fox, but they were very quick and they were getting on us pretty much as soon as we were passing the ball and. For the first month, that hasn't happened, so I don't know what what the go was there. Yeah, it. Well, you don't make as much tackles. You've got a lot of energy in defence. Yeah, so that's and I also wide, think you know, so. again we can't really comment on whether or not, um, given we didn't have the wide angle shot, uh, but I th- I think it was pretty apparent that it was a short ten. If the, if they're not offside, then it it have to be a, a a six or seven meter ten. Um, so, um, you you play with what you get, and I thought with that as well, um, it was really hard in that when we did try to offload and try to break down that defence so that we could get outside of it. Uh, of course, we just kept dropping the ball or offloading yeah, at the wrong if point. You're not, if you're not generating, if you're not generating that ruck speed, which you know Fergo definitely brings, and then. He gets a quick play of the ball, and then your next three tackles after that, you know, you're getting a lot of uh, two-on-ones and one-on-ones, which generate ruck speed. You can use your wide players more. You can use them more effectively, but if if you're not getting that ruck speed, especially from an an early tackle, well, then you have to try and offload because then that unsettles the defensive line. So... And when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And when it does, it does. So Yeah, and I noticed the Raiders were getting three or four men in at each tackle, um, especially yeah. in that middle, like right in the middle of the field. Um, so, yeah, we just didn't adapt. We 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 were, were gassed from all that defensive work in the first half. And then um, having the injury of Ferguson and also the out of some key... Uh, players just led to that um, difficulty on both the left and right edge in attack um, when we actually did give ourselves a chance to be in the Raiders' opposition 20, which, what, was three or four times during the match. Um, so I think it's one we just ride off um, and then uh, hopefully come back stronger on Easter Monday uh, against a West Tigers team. Um, and now, if we're finished with the, the first grade game... Um, We'll get into <laughs> the West Tigers. Uh, so first, it's the, the, the article in the City Morning Herald, Turf War Tigers Tell Eels, New Stadium Isn't Yours Alone, uh, by Christian Nicolusi. I think that's how I pronounce his last name. Nick Nicolusi? Yes, Nicolusi. No, no, it's U-S-S-I, so Nicolusi. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Nick. Um, so in any event, um, is, is Tigers Chief Executive, so... Is he distinct from what? What was Pasco? Because he's he's a he's a bottom feeder, that bloke. And it sounds like, <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, if the Panthers get rid of you, how freaking um, terrible do you have to be? Oh. In any event, uh, the quote is: Last time I checked, the stadium was built by the state government for the people of Western Sydney, including their teams, the Wests. Tigers, Bulldogs, Western City Wanderers, and Para. We know Parramatta have been nomads the last two years, but it's disappointing the way they have carried on about the new stadium being theirs. Um, we can't wait to play our five games at our new home, including next Monday when it is hosted by our co-tenants. We're not your fucking co-tenants. Um, but let's go down, because uh, Bernie brings the gur. Um, <laughs> so let's get on to Bernie's quotes That's been our spiritual precinct and home ground since 1947 From Cumberland Oval, Oval to Pertec Stadium to Western Sydney Stadium to now Bankwest Stadium It's literally, literally on the doorstep of our Legs Club And it's in the middle of Parramatta 
the reality is we've made a commitment to play 11 games a year for 15 years and with another 10-year option, which is effectively a 25-year commitment and 275 games, the good old Tigers have made a four-game commitment and feel that burn. Feel that burn, Wests. <laughs> feel the feel, feel the gur- gurn? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I th- I think that's too many words from Gur. If I'm honest, if if I was asked to comment on what the Tigers had said, I'd just go because that's all it deserves. Uh, especially the Balmain component of that club, like uh, they can oh. just uh, they don't offer anything to that partnership. Um, West have all well, the, the money, all, all the money. Sorry, uh, they produce all the juniors. They invest in all the junior development. They have all their leagues clubs. What has Balmain got? They've got a hole in the ground where their old leagues club was, <laughs> and that's it. And and um, what a couple of million dollars debt that West's um, Magpies are going to have to buy out. So yeah. Well, let's be honest, West's Tigers. There's no need for them anyway because they talk about. Uh, Parramatta being nomads, uh, they should look in their own backyard before they start throwing around those sort of as an insult. Like, what 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 what's their home stadium? I don't even know. They don't even know. They train at Concord for God's sakes. If I was Bernie, I'd say yeah, enjoy your four games, and after it, come back to the least club yeah, and waste your money. Put in the pokey for us. Make our least club better, you know. So it's just, you know. It's, what do you expect? This is literally the stupidest, the most... I hate West Tigers. And you know what started it all? That <laughs> stupid idiot on Twitter. She started She started the rot and I have... You know what? Because because they're getting a brand new stadium in Campbelltown. Because let's be honest, Campbelltown is such a luxury suburb. Shout out to all our Parramatta fans in Campbelltown. But let's be real, man. It's, it's going to be like a holiday destination when they come to Parramatta and see our world-class facility. We're going to have bathrooms that have working light bulbs, you know. Have you been to Leichhardt? I went there as a little kid. No, to be honest, those, those troughs, there. they That's overflow every freaking home game there. That's just that ancient. So, um, get stuff, Tigers. Uh, but uh, bring back bring back the Western Suburbs yeah. magpies and just boot Balmain out of that partnership. Um, now, on to the... Taking to Perth. Um, now, on to the next bit of news. Um, so, at the moment, we're in day, or just had day two of Jack DeBellin's uh, court case. Um, so, it's three days slated to finish on Wednesday, and then I don't know when we're going to get a judgment in relation to that. Um, I don't know how much you can trust the NRL's court reporting. Um, there was a piece from Adrian Prozhenko, uh in the Sydney Morning Herald oh, today, no, I wouldn't. Um, which is about um, whether or not so, so apparently the NRL had some sort of analytic system as to whether um, the the negative press had actually had a uh, detrimental impact on the NRL's business. Uh, but from what I've read in the article, and I don't know how much to, to go on, as I said, with all those caveats about the NRL uh, reporting, um, there, there was um, some issues in relation to how much uh, could be based on that that system and whether it was admissible evidence um, so we'll just have to wait and see how it all plays out but um, at the end of the day it's going to be the difference uh, they're going to rule one way or the other where whether the NRL's no at fault stand down policy is going to continue and if it's found against them um, you know some heads are going to have to roll at NRL um, but that's a that's a big if at this point things are up in the air and we don't know when we'll get our judgment but I assume it'll be rather quick because um, federal court is a lot quicker than the, the state equivalents 
um, at the moment, and that's just a funding sort of issue. So we'll, we'll see how that all plays out, um, but hopefully we should have an answer to that shortly. And then the last bit of news, which just dropped just before we've um, started recording, is the um, apparently uh, Gutherson is free to the market at the moment. Um, apparently the Eels put back a further deal. I think it was 5.50 per season um, for two years. Um, to which Sam Ayub has apparently said, no, that's not good enough. We're going to go and uh, speak to some other clubs. Uh, remember, he's a player agent. He's trying to get the best, uh, uh, most amount of money, <clears throat> especially to line his own pockets. Uh, Sam Ayub, he was, he was the, the one that was deregistered over the Melbourne Storm dealings, was, wasn't he? Yep. So um, that's how much you can trust that's, him. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need to know. And, and he, he has a lot of... Doesn't he have like half the, the Broncos squad under... Yeah, it was so, like yeah. 16 players, I think I saw. 16 players oh, plus the coach. So, um, yeah, I, I think you can't read into it too much. Uh, the Eels are definitely trying not to be bullied um, by player agents. You can see the mistakes we've made in that uh, realm in previous years. Uh, so trying to get uh, a deal done. Uh, we note that Gutherson is our captain. Of course, we want to retain him. He's a great fullback and back from an injury, but... Those are the big issues, is injuries. Um, he sat out a substantial amount of time now for knee injuries and, and not forgetting that he he only came into the Eels after Manly turfed him for a um, an ACL too. So um, I don't think he's played a full season of NRL as yet. Just look what happened with Dehane when he came back from the NFL and his manager was being a, a prick like... You know, okay, he left us to go Gold Coast, but eventually he came back. So, you know, a player will want to play for a team he loves. You know, nothing to do with money. You know, Hayne left for money. He got out of there as soon as as soon as he could. So, just got to sit down with Guffo. That's it. Don't worry about yeah, I think a deal will be done, but it's just um, it's the back and forth between uh, negotiations to see where where that money will be and and for how long. Um, well, of course, his manager is going to be trying to get the best deal, not only for himself, but. For, as a manager, he wants to make a lot of money too. But we've got to look, what club needs a fullback? You know? There isn't many good fullbacks at the moment, is there? What, what is there? There's no, Roger Tuovasa-Shek, Tedesco. But every team has a fullback already. It'd be a Cowboys, yeah, but who wants to go to Townsville, Townsville man, seriously? Maybe Newcastle if they're going to put Ponga back at six. Um... South, if they move the Alex Johnson... To Other than that, though, you know, every team like, does a... Full, Titans have AJ Brimson coming along. Um, Broncos have Osako. Uh, Roosters have Tedesco. They're not yeah. going to move him. Um, Sharks have Moylan. I saw some stupid Panthers fan said, let's so, get you know, him. So, yeah, I saw a Panthers fan on um, Facebook say, let's Panthers get him. Fan, now okay. what the fuck? He's not part of their superstar junior system. They've got Caleb Bacons, who they're going to... Um, shift off into... F- well, they're going to shift off uh, Zlesniak. Then they'll put Caleb Akins in and then he'll go and then someone else will come through and be the superstar for them. Yeah, the superstars so, yeah, that not, never not many f- figure out. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there's not too many clubs that need a fullback and Guthin has always maintained that he wants to play fullback. So if he wants to do that, I think Parramatta is... Pretty much his only option at this stage. And I think the other name cast about was Manly apparently showing some interest. But you'd given Tom Travojevic at the back. It'd probably be to play 5-8th. And 
again, his first preference is fullback, so we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. Um, I wouldn't be listening to too much crap in the media. A deal will be done at some point, and it'll probably uh, focus around once there's a clearer uh, way forward with uh, Brad Arthur's contract going forward. Um, but as we said, you know, we might we're, we're best off waiting to that um, half-year period um, because how things changed in a week. Last year we were three and one. Now we're three and two uh, with a potential to go three and three, which is probably a good result given last year um, we started zero and six, uh, but. Um, a week is a long time in the NRL, as is the the common saying. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see how things pan out. Now on to the next week of rugby league. Um, as we touched on earlier, Friday the 19th of April at 5.30pm at Nestrada Jubilee Stadium. The Steelers hosting the Eels in the Tasha Gale competition. As we discussed, Steelers finishing... I think that they ended up finishing first in this competition. So... It's going to be a, a yeah, tough did. ask for the Eels to go down there and beat them. Um, but as we touched on, if they don't make a pass this round, the level of improvement is um, out of sight in one off season. So they can uh, keep their heads pretty uh, held high um, given the position that they finished in last year. Um, then on to the SG ball, another tough ask. Friday the 19th of April at 11.30am, also at Nostrada Jubilee Stadium. The Bulldogs, who finished in third position, hosting the Eels in sixth position. Uh, So, we'll just have to see how the boys go there. Have you got any insights on that one, Ham? Um, Insights? Um... They need to last game. Last game they played against the Dogs, they played a bit soft. I thought so. This week they really need Hollis Hughes, uh, Trey Mooney, Moala, and Jai Vakai, who's only just come back into the team, to really step up and make sure that they um, dominate the middle. Just because the dummy half is named as Caleb Toey, who's usually a lock, um, and David Tui hasn't really impressed me throughout the year. Um, and the halves, Jacob Arthur and Tyler Field, you know, they're good enough, but I'm not sure if they're 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 definitely not of the standard that we've seen. Um, Dylan Brown, uh, Joe Tapari, Bailey, they're not up to that level. Um, so yeah, we really need the forwards to um, really dominate this one, and also for our back five to get the sets rolling. Which I'm, you know, Josh Tuapolotu is a very good player, but not the biggest. Sam Luizu, um played in the halves last year. He's played a bit of centre. A lot of heart. I like him. But I'm just not sure if he's the one to start our sets off well. Uh, good to see Sean Russell back into the team. Very good goal kicker. And Will Penasini, birdie's boy. Um, you know, big boy. But he just he doesn't quite have the rucking ability of, say, Matthew Komalafi, who will, will be missing this week. That's a big out, Kamalafi. Um, oh yeah, he's massive out. He's just very smart winger, um, tough, uh, an option for a, an attacking kick. So yeah, it's 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 disappointing for him to be out, and I'm not sure how they'd go on this one. I'm heading out there. I wasn't going to, but I am now. Um, I think they might lose in a close one. All right, then on to the flag. 
the Eels in 13th position taking on West's Tigers in 7th position on Saturday the 20th of April at New Era Stadium. And if we, we haven't touched on it, the reason for the Friday games, it's Easter long weekend, so Friday and Monday football. Uh, but you should all be well aware of it given the the um, first grade is going to be playing on Easter Monday. Um, now the flag, um, anything standing out for you in that grade, Ham? Um, for the past five weeks, definitely not. But this week, they've got Solomoni Naiduki, who we've brought over from Fiji, coming into the team. Uh, William Key starting at centre. So, Naiduki, what um, position does he play? Uh, he's on the wing, but I think he can also play centre. Oh, another Fiji um, outside good- back. Loving life. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's, that's the remedy they need. See, they don't have a either Islander or African <laughs> outside back. So SG Ball, they need. They, they really need Komalafi to get over the top. Um, and and yep, definitely going to need um, a, a Fijian winger to overcome in the the um, the the flag. And um, I haven't seen him play, but apparently Lachlan Poco, who's playing second row, we brought him over from New Zealand. He's supposed to be a pretty handy player. So, um, yeah, and there's a few in the Tigers team. Um, Jock Madden, he played in the halves in the Harold Matthews against us when Kyle Schneider and Dylan Brown were still playing there. Um, Rajo Yankovic is a para, ex-para junior. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be an interesting game. I, again, I can't see them getting up. Just, I think... Um, I'm not sure about the forward pack, especially the starting props. Um, and Joseph Taipari coming back from an ACL. Um, we've seen in first grade it takes a player 12 months to come back in there at the top of their game. Um, so, you know, for a jersey flag player coming off an ACL, it'll take a little bit longer, I think. All right, then on into Canterbury Cup, which will be the curtain raiser to the first uh, first grade game at Bankwest Stadium. Uh, the Wenty Magpies in seventh position, taking on the Western Suburbs Magpies in fourth position at 1.30pm on Monday the 22nd of April. Uh, is there any names in that team list? Obviously, there's the two big outs, um, of which we'll get to in the Eels team list, um, but... Uh, is there something that you want to keep your eye on in that game? Um, everyone should be getting out to that game. Firstly, um, I don't think Bev will be playing on the wing. I just I can't see it. Um, but if someone's looking, if someone if they're going to the game, which they should definitely be, I'll be looking out for Slicy Fyinger in this game. I think. I th- yeah, just a bit of bit of ball playing. Um, I think he's playing on. He plays on Bev's side, so yeah, big body on the edge can defend pretty well. So I think he's one to watch out for this week. All right. Well, let's get into the first grade um, game then. Uh, the first Eels. First grade game at the new Bank West Stadium. So not the West Bank Stadium, not the Wank Best Stadium. 
Bank West Stadium. <laughs> the Bank West Stadium. Um, so let's let's jump into the team list because there are a couple of ins um, for the Eels that weren't there last week, and um, I'm liking some of those changes. Uh, but the big one, um, who we thought might be out with some sort of rib injury, uh, is still there, Blake Ferguson. Uh, so if you saw that photo of his nose that was laying across his face and now seems Ooh. to have been put back in, um, that certainly looked to be one of the most uh, painful broken noses. And it's not like Fergo had a, a very uh, good-looking nose beforehand. <laughs> That's <just> true. <laughs> um, so... Uh, that seems to have been put back in, but when I was listening on the, the Fox stream, apparently that's not too much of an issue. Like, it's painful, um, but um, you just have to breathe through your mouth. But the bigger uh, worry was for that rib injury because he did come off uh, before half time, but he seems to be either going to be kneeled up or the rib injury wasn't as terrible as first thought, or um, BA might be playing Ducks and Drakes with both Josh Hoffman and Greg Lalesiwell on the extended bench. Um, but if, we, if we're thinking that Blake Ferguson is out, we, we, we would expect um, Hoffman to come in, wouldn't we? Yeah, I think so. All right, well, let's jump through the rest of the team, Len. Team list: uh, Clint Gutherson at fullback in on the wings, Maker Sivo and Blake Ferguson. Centers: Michael Jennings, Brad Takarangi, Halves: Jamin Salmon, Mitch Moses in the forwards. Dan Alvaro, Junior Paulo in hooker is Reed Marnie. Then second row is unchanged: Sean Lane, Murata Niakore, Tep Murata. How good is it to have pretty much an un, unchanged starting thirteen week to week? Um, not something we saw much of last year. So, um, <laughs> but then onto the interchange bench. Penny Terrapo, Tim Manor, Oregon Kafusi, and Ray Stone. So, Oregon getting his second call up, but his first call up in the uh, te- uh, the uh, top seventeen uh, this year when he was a late inclusion for um, Tep Maroa uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that was against the Roosters, wasn't it? Yep. Yes. Sharks. Oh, was it Sharks? Was it? Sharks, yeah, it was Sharks. Oh, yes, that is right. It was against the Sharks. And Ray Stone, having one game under his belt last year, getting his first call up into the top 17. Then David Gower, Kane Evans are demoted to the reserve bench. So one bad game and you're out, apparently. And Josh Hoffman <laughs> and Greg Lillessi were out, rounding out that extended bench. Then on to the West Ty- West's Tigers, who are unchanged from last week, getting that last gas win over the uh, Broncos up in... Um, the sandpit, uh, but at fullback Moses Mbai, wings Mahe Fanua and Corey Thompson, centres Robert Jennings, Isan Masters in the halves, Reynolds and Brooks forward uh, pack is Alex Twal or former Eel Alex Twal and Russell Packer, Robbie Farrow at nine in the second row Ryan Madison, Luke Garner and Josh Aloye the garlic sauce at starting lock and then the interchange bench is Madalino, McCart is it Mika, Mika A Ellie, or is it McCarley? I, I can't remember. I think they say McCarley. Okay. Eisenhuth and the try and game-winning um, player, Michael Cheekham. Then the extended bench is Paul Momorowski, who plays on the wing. Elijah Taylor, who's out of favour. Oh, that rhymed. Uh, David Nofaluma and Chris <laughs> McQueen. Um, so uh, let's just start off. Uh, I think the the battle of the second rows is going to be... Um, Pretty interesting. I think Ryan Madison and Luke Garner have, pl- have played very well. Um, um, yeah, so Garner plays on the left, so he'll be up against Murata, won't that, That's he? correct. Yeah, so, you know, Murata's been a big defensive player 
uh, both this year and last year. And Luke Garner seems to be pretty good attacking second row, so it'll be interesting um, see how that lineup matches Defensively, up. Defensively, he is not nearly as good, um, which I've noticed in a couple of West's Tigers games, especially in that uh, capitulation to the Bulldogs a couple of weeks ago. So that might be an avenue of attack, especially with Murata running some of those beautiful lines. Um, he almost went over for another try. Your, your, your man, Birdie, <laughs> just a, a last yeah. gas ankle tap, getting him down before the try line. Yeah, I said this in the Discord earlier. Um, I'm not trying to be biased, but what we see with Murata now, with like the damaging runner out wide on the edges, you know, solid, solid in defense and scoring tries. I hope that Tapai was going to be like that. You know, looking at watching him in the juniors, SG Ball held match, he was a devastating runner and he was a better defender. Nothing wrong with Tapai now, but he's best suited in the mid, uh, in the middle of the park. But yeah, I'm just so glad that uh, Murata's getting game time, plenty of game time, because, you know, he's a hard worker, and, you know, like, uh, when you look at those players that come through to NYC, like they like the Dugans, and, like the big, net, the Croakers, like, they were the best player in their team, so they just, they got like a bit of arrogance to them, like, I don't know Murata personally, alright, but I seem like he's like a humble guy, like he's worked hard for where he's got to, and that's why I think he, um, he does, does he tries his best all the time, so yeah, I'm happy. He's getting plenty of game time. But, and yeah. him, you, you got. Where do you think we've got it over, the Wests? Attack, definitely. Um, we definitely we've got to watch out for Josh Reynolds' short kicking game, because he just for past two games he's been back in. He's just had a knack finding the in goal area and just chasing up with a fantastic kick chase and tackle. Um, definitely need to be watching out for that. Uh, where we have it over them. I think in the middle. I think I think in the especially the starting what about middle. The, what about the back three? Do it. Oh, sorry, they're starting oh. middle. Uh, Russell Packer and Alex Twile. Yeah, see, Twile he's a he's, he's a workhorse, but I think he's um, been playing pretty long minutes. I, I think he had about fifty minutes, yeah. um, including of course a half time break. But to start off last week against the Broncos, yeah, um, you know, maturing into a really good player. Um, which I think was due to him spending a lot of time in reserve grade, um, able to work out his game a bit more. But yeah, I just I think we've got our start our starting middle is a bit better than theirs. Um, back three, you know, especially if Fergo plays, he's up against Corey Thompson and Mahe Fanua, who just see? needs to be held down and have that disgusting. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> needs to be shaved off. <laughs> oh, but I'm talking about you know. A, a straight matchup. I'm pretty sure Thompson plays on their left. That's right. He does play left um, wing. Yeah. So up against Fergo, Fergo oh, probably has about a meter hold on, on him. I think he might play right. <laughs> I will see if he has half a meter on him. So no, no, no. Sorry, you're right. He plays left. My bad. Sorry. Well, Jesus, I'm gonna say it again. No way. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we can exploit that. Uh, our right edge. Um, uh, either a long ball over to Fergo, which has been a has reaped us a few rewards, or through the hands, has done us well. Um, this week we just got to hold on to the ball. You know, I'm not sure. Have, have we, do we know who the ref is? Um, I'm just having a quick look. But uh, one of the stats was that West's Tigers are the third best defensive team in the league at the moment. So 
Who have they played well, though? That, that's well, they've played the Broncos, who are terrible. Um, they got uh, dusted up by the Bulldogs. Um, who else have they actually played? That's a good question. Um, Manly were without um, Trevojevich. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Uh, oh, and, and, and yeah, Warriors, who are up and down. Like <laughs> you can't pick the Warriors. Warriors yeah. <laughs> um, and then they lost nine eight to the to-, to the Panthers. That's right. That was an awful game. Now, we've, we've got a pretty um, good head-to-head head record yeah, against the uh, West Tigers. I remember they picked up the uh, the this corresponding game last year. I think we won the, the the second game of the year against them. But then I think we won the two games the year before. Um, so, But in any event, 37 played, 21 to the Eels, 15 to the Tigers, with a draw also in there. Um, now, so far this year, we've scored 98 points. West have scored 92. Uh, but the difference is we've let in 91 and West have only let in 59. Um, so it's definitely something they need to uh, come up against. Um, now, I don't know where the NRL are getting their stats from, but apparently we've had 125 wins at this venue and West have only had five, um, given it's a completely new stadium. I don't know where that comes from. Well, I mean, Parramatta Stadium. So, and then in the NRL era, um, we have 257 wins, and West have only 204 wins, which is a win percentage of 43%. Um, so, okay, I just got the referees. Shoot, it's Gerard Sutton oh, and Chris that's, Butler. Yeah, that's that's fine. And then that's fair. And then on the touch is Ziggy, last name, and Belinda Sleeman. So, she was under um, a lot of um, criticism on Twitter because of the Friday night game, the forward pass. And one of them, they said that she deserves to be dropped. So, hopefully, she I don't remember back. Which, which game was that one? Performance. It might have been the Cowboys game, I think, in Broncos. No, sorry, Cowboys yeah. and Storm. I must have been asleep. Yeah. So, so if we just <laughs> get the um, the triangle that, so. out, so we beat Penrith. Penrith beat Wests, so we should beat Wests. We we beat Dogs, and Dogs beat Wests too. So yeah, there we are. So, good point. And you know, if um, what was that stupid thing that I saw before? Was it Sportsbet ran like a thousand or a hundred um, simulations or something? And I don't know, it was, it was dumb. Whatever it was, and we won thirty five percent against the the Tiger against the Raiders. We should be winning 80 90%. <laughs> we will at home once we get a bit of a hometown rubber the green. But first game out at Bank West Stadium um, on Monday, Easter Monday. Uh, the boys are going to be let down by their performance against the Raiders. And, and from what we've seen in the first couple of weeks, there's a bit of grit, there's a bit of determination. And they're really going to want to make things right, um, especially for BA. Um, when he's put a lot of trust in these guys. Um, and as we've seen, there's consequences for not performing. Now, I don't think Kane Evans had, like, the worst game of his life, but he certainly uh, wasn't improving like he had the previous four weeks, and the axe has come out pretty quickly. So um, there is some depth behind those first-grade players, um, and especially you've still got players coming out. And just on that, Manu Ma'u, his um, return's been extended to, I think, round seven. So, um, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean... You know, 
Best not to rush those things, I don't think. And especially when you've got Murata in the form that he sort of started to show this season. And I have to say, it's been picked up by some other commentators and, and other fans, I have to admit. Um, him and... and ne- Murata Neokore, and is it... I can't remember his first name, but Nakora for the Sharks, which is just <laughs> a bit more confusion for the, <laughs> for the average punter. Um, but I, I really think we can get it over Wests. Um and I think it'll really come from the outside backs, but I think the the big dampener on on uh, proceedings could be the fitness of Ferguson. Yeah, if Fergo plays, I, I've got a lot more faith in us winning. If Fergo doesn't play, I, it's it'll be a bit closer. So we're a dollar eighty favourites, but Wests are two dollar outsiders. Um, both teams come in with three wins, two losses. So we'll just have to see how we go, um, but. There's going to be a pumping uh, stadium full of Eels punters, given that uh, pretty much you have to have a membership to to get a ticket. So um, I look forward to seeing a lot of you out there for that first uh, day at the stadium. Um, And on that, Ham, you were out there last Sunday. Do you want to give us a quick rundown? Yes. Um, First thought, you know, it's... Fantastic, bright, new, shiny stadium. Um, it's just unreal facilities. You know, this is... It's a weird thing, but it's the first thing I took notice of. I don't know why. But there's a toilet block at every aisle. I don't know why. I don't know why I, I saw that or thought about that. But if you're going to... You don't need to do what that woman in Queensland did that time. And just piss, your, piss yourself on the seat. You don't need to do that because... You walk behind and it's there. It's a lot more open than the old stadium. It's like a mixture between um, Rabina Stadium. I can't think of what it's called at the moment. Up on the Gold Coast and Amy Park down in Melbourne. Sort of like a mixture between those two. Uh, How's the steepness up the top? Yeah. Steepness up the top. Oh boy. I'll tell you what, lucky I do the, st- the stair master <laughs> at the gym because I would have not gotten up those stairs up the back. If I did not have that um, practice, <laughs> because holy shit, if you've got a journal admission ticket, uh, get there for gates open because you do not want to be sitting up the back. It's just it's a it's a trek and a half. Seriously, you, and if you do have those seats, make sure you get your two dollar fifty or five dollar sausage roll or whatever, or don't get anything. Um, because you don't want to be walking up and down that too often. Thanks, thanks for the but heads up, because I've got the, the general admission tickets. So <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll get there, sure for, there but for... I'm planning on getting there for reserve uh, for Canterbury Cup in any event. Well, there you go. But, um, yeah, just... Oh, boy, that's a, that's a trek. And then... Um, sorry to for, for that... Uh, Throw away, but um, back to uh, back to our predictions, Birdie. Go first try scorer, final score, and any little anecdote you have. Um, first try scorer, obviously going Murata. Going to run over Luke Brooks. Um, we're going to win forty six to six, and um, I don't know what else. It's going to be a great great day. Uh, I'm going to be there, so because you know Murata's twentieth game, that's the most important thing. Forget the stadium opening; it's Murata's twentieth game, you know. So, yeah, who would have thought the first time young Bert saw Murata? He was getting carried off in a stretcher <laughs> of a serious neck injury, and now playing twenty games. So, 
yeah, full circle. But yeah, nah, um, yeah, so I gotta have to. I actually gotta sign up to be a member so I can get the parking because screw public transport. You don't wanna be talking to some stranger that you don't know. So <laughs> yeah, that's why you don't catch public transport. So you don't talk to people. No one talks to people yeah, on public like, transport if anyway. I'll be sit- I'm not gonna lie. Last last game I went to was the Warriors game, and I was sitting by myself at the carriage at Olympic Park, and a guy sat opposite me and be like, "You going to Parramatta game?" I'm like, "Oh no, I'm just going to the um, you know, to the Botanical Gardens, whatever it's called." So, you, know, you just get strange. You just get weird people talking to you. So, even when you got headphones in. So yeah, him drive there. Don't take public transport. <laughs> um, I can't get over that. How do you top that? <laughs> um, first try scorer, Blake Ferguson. I reckon he plays. There we go. Um, points. Close one. 12-8 to Parramatta. All right. Well, I have the same score for the Tigers, but Eels 22-8. to eight. And first try scorer. 22. First try scorer, Clinton Gutherson. Um, Was he going to topple over... Um, oh, it's Cheekham, and then Cheekham breaks his ACL. No, nah, because Cheekham's on the bench, so... No. Um, I think it'll be a uh, right-side bummer. spread, but instead of doing that Fergo under, um, they're going to yeah do some sort of... Tacker comes in and runs that underline, or Murata runs that underline and then Gutho through a hole. Um, that's my tip in any event. Um, but I will be catching public transport to the game. There you <laughs> go. Make sure you don't talk to anyone. Because <laughs> uh, from Make what sure I understand, um, public transport's included on your ticket. Um, so yes, um, it is. That's, a, that's a great incentive to, to use it. But also, I don't want to get stuck with 30,000 cars and trying to park around at the hospital or something like that. It's going to be a disgrace. So. Uh, also, if, if you're going to be parking at the Leagues Club, this is also for Birdie here. Um, if you're a member... Yes, still have to go into the Leagues Club and spend $8. Um, if you're a non-member, you have to go in the Leagues Club and spend $15. Or if you don't want to go in the Leagues Club, it's going to be $25 to park at the Leagues Club car park. Just go in, buy um, a beer, and just leave it there that's, and walk out. Be like, that's for you. That's it. Beer's five I'm bucks, not a drinker, mate. so... You have, to get, you have to get some hot chips uh, with it. Okay. Oh, I might as well get my dad on the phone and yeah, do that PayPal right. stuff. Well, there, so. let's go. So we're all keen yeah, to get out there to the, to the um, first game of the new stadium. I've made a, a point um, not to go to Sunday, uh, last Sunday, to have a look at the stadium or for, for Wednesday under lights, which is now, I think the um, allocation's been exhausted in any event. Um, I want to be there for the first game and that be my first experience of the stadium, but that's just for me, um, which I'm pretty keen for. Um, all right, well, plugs, Bertie. Bertie, what have you been up to? Game of Thrones on your mind, or? Uh, yeah, uh, Twitter, Bevan Heaven one. So uh, I'm not a big Game of Thrones fan, but my brother is. So, um, well, we watched. I actually, um, we watched it, and yeah, it's all right. You know, like it's going to end like everything in life will end. You know, I don't want this to get too dark, but yeah, you yeah, watch it. And um, what else? Nothing else happened <laughs> on Twitter actually. That's been a bit. Oh. Yeah, nothing else. It's a bit quiet, you know. When, when Paramount lose, I was trying to stay off Twitter because I go on a rampage and just literally go off at every boat <laughs> on the internet. So, 
Yeah. Ham, what have yeah. you been up to? That's it, actually. Um, well, our guitarist left the band. Did I say that last week? I think I might have. Maybe. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. We're changing, so we'll be a few months away from playing any gigs. Just wait, wait out for us, because we changed our style, so we're sort of like a, a, a jazzy folk. Any reggae now. or... So that's re- re- reggae. I'm not. No, I can't play reggae. Yeah. I can. I can only play. If I'm honest, I can only play. Um, C. That's all. You, that's all you bass. have to play when you're on the bass, isn't it? But, uh, pretty much. So. Um, yeah. Uh, at Ham Sandwich Twenty Two, and also when this comes out, you'll only have a, a day to sign up for the federal election if you're over the age of eighteen. So. Make sure you signed up to that and vote. Um, okay. And then we're at Power Podcast <laughs> and forward slash Power Podcast. Uh, Game of Thrones was on. Uh, so tuned in on that. No spoilers. No spoilers here um, because some people don't have the luxury of watching it the day it comes out. Um, also, the the Masters. Anybody catch? And some of us some of us don't have, have the luxury of not watching it at all. <laughs> there so. you are. And the Masters. He's back. Tiger's back, baby. Um, and I think that'll be our play of the day coming out of it because the Eels didn't really do too much on the field in attack. Um, but uh, that was fantastic to watch uh, Tiger Woods back uh, to, to winning. I think it was 11 years between between drinks for winning the Masters. So um, one, of the, one of the greatest uh, sports comebacks of all time. For another sex pest. Uh, but also uh, riddled with injuries, spinal uh, fusion, um, two years ago um yeah that's just it's right up there with one of the greatest sporting achievements of all time and not much else really going on at the moment just um head down butt up at work and that's about it keen keen for the new stadium how is work by the way really good UFC really good. Is work good? Really good. that's good really good uh, i won't go into it too much <laughs> no yeah you don't expect you to ufc 256 happened and uh, Whitaker most likely championship fight in Australia against Adesanya. So people said people wanted that Bankwest Stadium, you know, because the CEO said it'll be at a stadium, not arena. So yeah, it's gonna be a big um, next uh, twelve months at least, I think, before they fight again. Well, so, yeah. well, I think that'll wrap us up. And the play of the day will be Tiger winning the Open. Um, nothing to do with Inglis. He doesn't count. <laughs> Who? I don't know, that Greg bloke that apparently, you know... Greg the Lissy Wow. Who's that you're talking about? Is he retired? Can I just say, this this application to to, um, be salary-capped exempt and pay him out, like, seriously, it's it's like when you hear the the Cameron Smith uh, point-scoring records, like, do you just have to put a massive asterisk over it? Do you say, well, wait a minute, he... Doesn't make you want to He's got a thousand friggin' boats... Why the hell do we have to dip in our pocket and give him money? Yes, sure, he's a great uh, ambassador to the Aboriginal community, but far out. Like the bloke just had a drink driving charge earlier this year. Um, we know that he's, you know, one of the greatest outside backs to ever play the game. But yeah, uh, just yeah. But let's not forget, uh, he thought planes fly in the rain. So they, d- they don't who knows fly. What he's they done don't with fly that money in the rain. Yeah, so who's no, who knows what he does has done with his money? And, over and the field years. goals count for two points too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, cheers. Well, on to the new stadium. I hope to see you all down there. Um, cheers. 
Onwards and upwards. Go there. Jeez. Bye. See you guys. Did we ever see it? But here it is. The return to glory.